This is Up Your RPG, helping you up your role-playing game. Many GMs feel the need to lead the table, manage the narrative, and that player enjoyment is on their shoulders. This GM in charge philosophy is not only a challenge to collaborative storytelling, it's discouraging to new GMs and leads to anxiety. Let's get to it. Hey folks, welcome to Up Your RPG. As I said, tonight we're talking about GM anxiety, what it is, and how to combat it. My name's Arthur. As always, I'm here with Emily and Michael, and this week we are joined by Rick. Emily, I will pass the show over to you. All right. So for those of you who listened last week, we discussed moving from a more traditional structure, which we kind of defined as having the GM in charge, to a more collaborative structure where the power is equally divided or shared among players. So often the GM in charge approach can put a lot of stress and responsibility on just one person. And that's not to say that more experienced GMs don't also have anxiety, but we'll talk about both of those things today and try to answer the questions, why, what causes the stress, how can you move past it, and can a more collaborative structure help? So the first thing I'd like to do is just ask one of our one of our more experienced GMs, or one of us, any of us, uh, to just share a time that you've noticed that you felt very anxious. And I don't care if it's early or later in your GMing time, just tell us where you are in your progression. Michael, would you start us off? Yeah, I was, uh, in fact, I was just thinking about, it was the module that we ran, which we had a lot of fun with though, uh, the one in Innsmouth. Uh, I mm-hmm. can't... A mother's love. A mother's love. love yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm glad some people in my group can remember everything. Anyway, so when we were running a mother's love, um, we hadn't run a module in a while, and r- running running the module reminded me of everything I have to keep track of when I do somebody else's, like when I use somebody else's work to start it. And we were also recording, right? And so trying to keep all of that kind of on track for the show and not flip pages throughout the module. Um, I must have read it probably five, six times, uh, and I still can't remember the title of it. But um, so that tells you something. But that was, um, that's just like, that's a, I think, a familiar feeling for me when I'm running uh, other people's work is that um, it, definitely has a different sense of preparation for me. So that hasn't changed, mm, even as you I, become a more experienced keeper? It has. It has lessened. It's not to the degree, you know, like when we were running Tomb of Annihilation or even some of the Savage Worlds modules. Um, it, it's it's certainly much less because I feel more licensed to expand on, you know, where I think the group will spend more time or those kinds of things. Certainly, uh, Rick having his drug-induced, like, hallucinogenic uh, voyage in the middle of that, right? That's nowhere in the literature, but um, I also didn't feel a need to um, correct for that or anything, right? Like, I, I felt like that that just added to our own lore, and I, I felt the space to do that, which I'm not, not so sure I would have felt the space for before. Okay, so in essence, your anxiety came from a sense of under preparation, but not that 
but your feeling, not necessarily that you had underprepared, just that you can never know what somebody else wrote as well as you know your own material. Yeah. And I'll save the second part of what came out of that for me later, um, because I I think some other people should answer your question. Rick, do you have any experiences to share with us? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it sort of runs the gamut, right? I mean, you have your first time DMing anxiety, and I certainly remember that jumping into the hot seat. You have sort of that mix of, uh, it's almost like being on a, you feel like being on a platform, I think, your first time or on a stage, because um, you want to make sure that you're not only like entertaining your players, but you're also helping facilitate like a story and a dialogue, but you're also juggling rules. And then if you're playing off of somebody's content, um, as Michael was just saying, that's that's a it's a it's a crutch, um, but it's also helpful, I think, in different ways. It really comes down to, I think, your style. Um, I enjoy it as a framework and then have a lot now of autonomy in terms of where I take the story, weaving in other elements. And I think I was more anxious to do that uh, when I started, uh, feeling that it would maybe break it, right? Or or you're, 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 it's set up in such a way that I'm trusting these experienced individuals who have prepared this material. Um, we also tried a module I wrote myself and quickly found out ways that things can get broken very easily. Um, and I think that created some anxiety and also having your own sort of creativity, right? Um, now in front of, yes, friends, but people who've been playing for a while. Um, so that, that in and of itself is pretty anxious. And I think the most anxiety I had recently was... Um, finishing up a three-year campaign through Dungeon of the Mad Mage with the group. Um, there's this, like, the heaviest expectation or weight that I felt in a long time was to cap this off in some sort of wonderful conclusion that was both memorable, almost cinematic, and and tied up certain loose ends for everybody, um, as well as leaving them with sort of each character their own sort of... Um, storyline right that that hits sort of a, a satisfying conclusion and and hitting that um was the most anxious i think i've been in a long time and doing it well um because it's it's sort of a what were we doing these three years for um when really the answer is we've been having fun along the way and i shouldn't really think about it that way but um that's still sort of crept in there at the end art do you have anything to share with us as a newer gm yeah, I mean, I think the story of when I'm anxious when I GM is every time I GM. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I definitely would echo uh, what both Michael and Rick said, that uh, that idea of doing someone else's material, what I have a hard time with, and I think that, that Rick is unusually good at um, because of his profession and the time that it's taken him to get to where he is, I think he's unusually good at absorbing written material and being able to recall it um, because he's been training himself for like 12 years to do that. Um, so I, I am just not good at it. Even when I was in school, I was really not good at it. Uh, so I, like Michael, have to read it over and over and over and over, and then I'm probably going to forget it anyway, which then, and in the moment, leads to a lot of anxiety. And because I know that that's the case, then I feel like I need to overprepare ahead of time uh, and, you know, give myself certain crutches to be able to overcome that. Uh, So, uh, you know, I I am really trying to lean toward um, less structure uh, so that I don't have to remember all that stuff and I can get more into the story. So in a way, you have actually all three given me the same answer. Because you find it challenging to work with somebody else's written material 
and remember enough of the information that you can make it all work in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. And um, what I'm tempted to do is just jump to solutions, ways to start managing that anxiety. But before I go there, are there any other types of anxiety that you've experienced as a GM, whether it's performance anxiety or wondering about, um, I mean, Rick, you mentioned thinking about your player's experience and the way they were responding. So, so, but that is one, right? Um, there's a distinct difference between DMing a longtime group of friends where I think that anxiety mm-hmm. definitely wanes in a different way um, because you know your humor, you know what they're gonna expect. Um, and the expectations are certainly different than if you're at like a yeah. con right or if you're doing this for a random group of friends that it's the first time playing right and you're trying to like excitedly get them in or they sort of maybe bent your elbow to, to play um either way right it's Can't a different imagine when of... that would have happened <laughs> <laughs> um that was fun it was enjoyable um uh because it's like you're, you're experiencing somebody's first time in in tabletop rpgs right there's a certain like wonderful wonderful um excitement to that and you sort of don't want to ruin that which is a different sort of anxiety um and the last i would say that's different is actually dming groups that have other dms and that is mm-hmm. a different level of performance anxiety than i think i would say if people have not done that um there's a level of creativity once you've sort of been on the dm side of the chair that when you come to the sit um you like to explore i think a bit more in terms of rule bending um or at least just sort of like seeing where things can go because you're now you know in that hot seat of being a player again and when you have a table where other people have been the gms before the creativity is wonderful but it also becomes a lot to juggle um and that's like a another level i would say of being able to sort of fly by the seat of your pants do you do you mean like when players show up in a chicken suit would that be <laughs> <laughs> yeah i suppose i suppose i'm i'm guilty of that cardinal sin um yeah right um, chicken, chicken suit shenanigans or when they randomly punch an npc and <laughs> people say why why um but it, you bring yeah. you bring up a good one because i makes me think of the last time we went to a con and uh i i hadn't run i hadn't gm'd for strangers i don't think ever and oh, I didn't that, know that yeah at that point i that was your that's, first time yeah and it definitely kind of ramped up my anxiety and then especially when we got the material right but i think that's probably discussion for another day uh, and all the implications of the material that I was uncomfortable running. But y'all were a great help with that. Um, and But, you know, like that kind of layers of, I did feel more responsibility in that situation. And I think probably it's hard not to, because when you're working with strangers, right, we have all these levels that we're talking about through different shows of establishing trust and understanding and like creating these uh, these forms of communication within the group so that you kind of move up or as as a table together and you don't have that you might have people who've never played before uh you might have people who have kind of uh, their own fears about being at a table as a player uh so there there's a lot it feels like kind of to manage on that level and i think that goes to to my other big anxiety um that i just realized while rick was talking um and that's sort of a a fear of the unknown. Um, and I think that I, I have this, this underlying anxiety when I'm GMing that someone's going to do something and I'm not going to know how to respond to it. Um, that the group is going to decide to make a turn and that it's, that it's, it's going to throw me for a loop and I'm not going to know how to handle it. 
and I do feel that way every time I GM, and it's never happened. But I still worry about it. Um, and I think that that's just, my sense is that that's an, an experience thing, uh, because I don't have that much experience GMing. And I, I think that once I did it long enough, that that would start to wane. Uh, but because I tend to GM in fits and starts, uh, you know, I'll, I tend to fill in when one of our main GMs is not doing something or in between campaigns or we're, you know, at a weekend thing. Um, so I tend to not GM for long periods of time. So I think that that anxiety sort of just keeps coming back. Um, and, you know, that seems like maybe a personal thing, um, but it may be something that, that other GMs may experience as well. Um, that, you know, I think that the, the moral there is that it, you can't really break anything, uh, that right. nothing and is I really going to go horribly wrong, even though you think it might. That we stress in this group, we stress improv a lot. Mm-hmm. We, we took a class together. We talk about it, um, the value of improv. And I think that you, if you just remember how much you improv in every game that you play may, I mean, I don't want to just say you're fixed. Remember you can handle it. But if you keep thinking about that, somebody throwing something at you that you can't handle is not even, not even something to worry about. If you just figure you're in charge of the world and whatever you come up with in that moment can be the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I would say bringing sort of the two points we've had so far in this discussion together, where I think that anxiety peaks is if you're running somebody else's modules, because there's a sort of an outline, a plot, and you know, and you're not sure, right? If they're going to take a left turn, is that going to break the module? And how the hell are you going to get that back on the tracks? And I think my my sort of perspective on this is, I know Emily, sort of the maybe the the, the sense was that everybody's really not comfortable running other people's modules. I actually really sort of enjoy it now it sort of kind of was like high anxiety and it sort of come back down now that i've done it quite a bit and it's because you, you have to sort of step back and say this is a scaffolding if i'm going to use it and it's not a full crutch anymore um i know i can sort of weave a narrative around this and this provides maybe the bones but i can fill in the meat however i want um i can blend in another module or other you know you know bits and pieces as i've done from second edition that i wanted to weave in and pull into a plot line um, or across books and once you realize you can sort of step back and do that because it's your story you're the narrator you're the storyteller it's very liberating um so when my group makes a hard left turn um or they go in a random direction um it's a very yes and mentality because i'm not afraid of getting back necessarily to the main plot they may never make it back to the main plot or in some way i'll try and loop it back to that um, but ultimately it doesn't matter i think is is the is the end when you step back from being constrained by this railroad um so to yeah. speak i think that's a really great point was there something else to your point you said another word no all right you're eating <laughs> um uh, no 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 i had no other okay. major points in addition to to that. Thank you awful. for that. Sorry. I just didn't want to cut you off, but I absolutely agree. <laughs> I don't know what's Oh boy. Rick just causes chaos turmoil. wherever he goes. Yeah. Um I um, I, I would oh, oh sorry, Emily. He I just wanted to I just wanted to say something about what Rick said. Yep. I really did. Because um 
I don't even know if I can remember what it is now. You just remember that the only part of the, or the only aspect of your module that's copyrighted is that somebody wrote it and you bought it so you could run it so they get a little money. Like, it absolutely doesn't matter at all if it ends up going in a different direction. There are no repercussions. If you're playing with friends, you have, like, you can take the story wherever you want. They'll probably like it because they're your friend or they'll give you a hard time because they're your friend. But, um, but essentially, they're just, oh, God. Well, I think, I mean, it gets to, I, I think <laughs> Sorry, what you're trying to, is... to get out there, Emily, yeah. is right that we, Please, we play RPGs me. not to slay monsters, but to have a good time and yeah. to tell a story together. And that's going to happen by the nature of your group. And so having confidence that, you know, the story is going to go where it needs to go. And if you open it up to allow that for the group, that that's important. Yeah. And, I have, and, uh, maybe, go ahead. Yeah. I was just, I just wanted to to build on that a little bit because I, I, I think that, my philosophy there now, um, actually after doing all the work around this show, uh, is that, it, you know, it's sort of a scenario that I, I would think it's, uh, okay, you know, like we're supposed to, we're doing this module and we're supposed to go slay this dragon. Well, what happens if the group decides to, uh, you know, go the whole other direction and um, find a lake and go swimming in a lake uh, when they're supposed to be going the other direction to, to slay a dragon? The point is that who cares if if everyone's having a good time swimming in the lake, then everyone's having a good time and they're telling a good story. And then, you know, maybe I'll like, you know, throw some sea monsters in, in the lake that, that come and chase them around. It doesn't really matter. The point is that as long as we are all in agreement that we don't particularly care whether we slay the dragon tonight, then and we're all enjoying swimming in the lake, then then we're all swimming in the lake and, and we're having a good time. So it really does not matter. Yeah, right. I think you the, still want to make your comment. Sorry. Just one more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the last I think I would make is the anxiety I think a lot of DMs may feel is having to safeguard the rules when players there because that's the that, that comes down to a big thing when players try and do something you want to very much yes and it but you want to stay within maybe some rough confines of like what's balanced right within the game not necessarily saying no but making things equitable for players across the board and i think um being very liberal about that has sort of worked i think to my advantage in helping settle some anxiety um, and saying like, like in the moment, I may not know that rule, but rather than sitting and spending the next five minutes or 10 minutes looking it up or arguing about it or having a discussion about it, we're just going to make like an, you know, an audible call and we'll come back to it later. And I think that that's, that's something that I think is helpful and freeing, right? And that like, we may not be consistent about this right now, but we, you know, we'll sort that out later. Yeah, absolutely. And last week we specifically made a point of saying story over rules as one of our elements of a more collaborative and a more fun storytelling based game. And so that helps the DM, the GM, as well as the players, because it is, I mean, for us, at least what we're doing here in this podcast, we privilege story storytelling over really anything else. Yeah, exactly. And that, that was my thought is, is, as Rick was explaining that is it really doesn't matter as, as long as everyone's on board with the fact that sometimes rules are going to get broken and that we are going to value the story over that rules call 
Um, and like you said, Rick, that it's equitable. Um, it, it, even if it's not equitable, it doesn't um, damage anyone else's autonomy in their part of the story. Um, then it really doesn't matter. So I want to pivot back to Michael for a minute because we've been focusing a lot on modules and how to deal with anxiety running a module. And that is certainly, it sounds like a big part of the anxiety that GMs face, at least on this podcast. But Michael, you've been running a sandbox for us for a couple of years now. And does anything stand out for you that was anxiety provoking in that experience? Only, I, I think only from, uh, the, the only thing that caused a bit of anxiety when we started was the idea when we started live recording and live casting. And I think there was mm -hmm. a lot about that that just carried its own weight. But in terms of running the game itself, I think what I had reached a point because of the previous year's of experience in terms of I've talked about the lazy GM on here before. And I, I think that was kind of a really fundamental aha moment, especially as I would over prep for sessions to compensate for that anxiety. And I would, I'd put in hours and hours and I'd have like tabs on pages and one sheets of notes and everything all set up so that like, Whatever came up at the table, I was ready for, right? Like, I knew this front and back. And then inevitably, like, the more I did that, the less confident I would feel going into the night. And then some nights, like, life would just happen, right? Like, um, the you're running late from work, the kids needed something, like, and you prep was a minimum, like, maybe an hour. And you scan, I'd scan a couple of pages, and have an idea for an NPC and they'd be like, okay, this is the next like challenge they're going to be up against and we'll wing it from there. And those nights I had, I found through experience, those were the nights I had the most fun. Right. And so I realized, oh, okay. The over prep's not actually an asset in any way. It's not making the game better for the players. It's not making the game better for me. Now, not prepping at all would create its own set of issues, but um, the, so I, I realized that there was definitely a sweet spot and the sweet spot was much closer to the minimal prep version and further away from that over prep. And I, I mean, a big part of that also is I think, you know, for a, a long time, I was like, I need to have different voices for every NPC and I need to remember them and they need to be engaging. But the, the reality is, is as fun as those NPCs are for players, I believe that players have more fun by contributing to the story, right? They have, they're sitting in their seats, actively having things they want to contribute to what's going on. And the longer you spend like with Aunt Carol's monologue, um, that's less time that the players have to really jump in and manipulate the world. And so, I, you know, I realized that um, I, I, I'm very like, I think y'all are, each so incredibly amazing and bring so much to the table that I don't have to contribute that much, right? In terms of they don't need an NPC that's going to take over and be their stand-up comedian for the evening, right? They, they have their own challenges that they want to figure out in their own character that they want to work through. And honestly, that was my big breakthrough is once I was like, 
oh man, I don't have to be here to entertain them. I just have to be here to help guide the story a little bit. Yeah, that kind of relates to something I I wrote down. I was, as a non-GM, just brainstorming things that I thought might cause anxiety and ways that I thought that I might fix them, hypothetically. And one of the things that I wrote down was just that no one else knows your characters or your world, so whatever you do is right. Yeah, and that's a fantastic point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, you we've talked a lot about modules being uh, a source of anxiety. At the same time, for a new GM, I would actually recommend that they do a module. Um, I would recommend that a new GM pick a very small, very simple, very open module that's not a ton of material, that doesn't have a ton of NPCs, and that doesn't have a really hard structure so that you can kind of play around with it and you can you have something to fall back on there is some structure to follow but that gives you the room to maneuver and to move things and to you know if your players want to go jump in the lake it doesn't matter uh, I, I think that 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 way you don't have to come up with your own world um, but you still have that freedom all right that's awesome i think that piece of advice is a great place for us to wrap up tonight uh, because it seems like as far as anxiety is concerned, the one overarching trend in all of our discussion here is that if you relax and you don't hold yourself to following every fact of a pre-existing story and every rule in the rule book, and you just think that the story is important and that your player is having fun, that's important too. And you just tell your story that maybe, maybe your anxiety will pass. That's going to put a wrap on this week's session of Up Your RPG. Thank you for joining us. You can always join us at upyourrpg.com. Hopefully we've contributed to your game. Now go find a table. 